The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about them, Cowboys? Yeah! Go Cowboys! This is Girls Talk Boys Talk, presented by Jigsaw Dating, preferred dating partner of the Dallas Cowboys, and broadcasting live from Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters at the Star. Well, good morning, everybody. Happy September. We are officially in football season. September feels like football. Welcome to Girls Talk. Boys Talk presented by Jigsaw, the preferred dating partner of the Dallas Cowboys. I'm Jess Navarro, joined alongside Aisha Morrison and Christy Scales. Ladies, it's Virgo season. We talked about this uh, earlier, but something about September feels like football, and it is right around the corner. The regular season Next week, officially, we go back to our regular time slot. So exciting. Things are starting to feel real. Um, So let's kick things off. Let's start with our text line. If you have any questions throughout the show, you can text us at 817-290-3298. We're going to take calls in the second line today. We want to hear from you ahead of the season as well. So that will be exciting practices this week we talked earlier in the week about what we saw at practice saw a little bit of practice yesterday as well but I think more importantly we talked to a lot of the guys and we got a lot of good insight ahead of next week so let's talk about it Christy I'm going to defer to you first what was one of the main takeaways from this week's worth of practices for you well besides it being switched to the morning just to get out of the heat (laughs) no it was funny actually like real scout team stuff real uh actual preparations for the new york giants and of course they've been the past few weeks the first team has been working on stuff um that you're going to see in the game plan against new york but we've gone from a player evaluation through that final preseason game especially of the young guys and now preparation for the giants and and i'm excited i can't wait and one of the reasons uh, that we're going back as Jess mentioned to the regularly scheduled time for uh, girls talk boys talk is because the Cowboys are going back to their uh, more normal practice schedule having their practice start late morning rather than first thing at 8 a.m. just to try to beat the heat yeah um yeah just said it, it's starting to get real starting to mm-hmm. you're starting to mm-hmm. feel that football coming but when I was uh watching practice the other day it's not even it's not even anything just out the ordinary, but you can tell that it's sped up, that Absolutely. things are picking up. And that's why the install period with the OTAs, mini camp, training camp is so important for these young guys. Because, baby, when it started going, we ain't got time to wait around for you. You're going to have to excel. So um, I'm I'm starting to get excited myself. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. great. I'm, I literally, like, <laughs> I literally was thinking about it last night. I was like. Oh, it's, it's it's about to happen. Like, football's coming. Like, football's about to be here, y'all. It's one of those things you wake up in the morning, August slipped away, and you are officially in September. It just feels like football season. It really does. Mike McCarthy said uh, in his press conference yesterday that this week they were working on third down, normal and distance, and then next week they're going to start working in the red zone come Monday. But they are in game prep, and that's something that McCarthy's been saying even well before this week was he started to look at the Giants ahead of the last preseason game against the Raiders even. So uh, exciting stuff there. Let's talk about other things Mike McCarthy said this week because Trey Lance, we officially got to see him geared up in that number 15 jersey. We talked about that uh, in our last episode. But, Christy, a little nugget. And, and it's funny because when we're in those press conferences, you can tell when Mike McCarthy says something interesting because it's like 
all of our ears kind of perk up a little right, bit. Right. Um, and, and I specifically saw you when he said this. He talked about Trey Lance in the quarterback uh, meeting room. And so I would love for you to talk about this because I think it's so interesting and it, it says a lot about Trey. Yeah, the reference that Mike McCarthy used was that uh, Trey Lance in the quarterback meeting room, it was like a beautiful mind. And that's the Russell Crowe movie, the real life mathematician there. And, and just it's a great visual in the movie where he's writing things down. But even just looking at out the window and all the uh, uh, formulas and all the mathematical calculations are popping up like on the window and things like that. So, so yeah, you're right, Jess. I kind of perked up and <laughs> because I was visualizing Trey Lance there. He's obviously a young, bright, a bright young mind, and um, uh, I could just see all of these little, you know, the route combinations and things just like floating over his head like mm-hmm. the numbers with Russell Crowe in the movie A Beautiful Mind. <laughs> Absolutely. And something else that he mentioned, Naisha, we're going to talk about this because we have talked since last season about Terrence Steele yeah. and the injury that occurred for him and how we've talked about it on the show before, how amazing it is for him to be as far as he is ahead of his schedule less than a year after the injury to already be suiting up and getting ready to take the field come week one of the regular season during Mike McCarthy's press conference. He said that he's never seen a recovery like that. Um, he, he talked about Terrence not ever missing a day and he said, it's just Terrence. He's the same every time, every day doing the rehab feels like he never left. And then what I really liked is that he said he's a no nonsense glue guy. That's a very big statement from a head coach. Aisha, during this time, and, and, you know, we'll even go back to OTA's minicamp through training camp to now, what is the progression you've seen from Terrence? And how excited does that make you to see what he's capable of building off of from where he left off the last time he was on the field? Oh, yeah, absolutely. It, he really did just pick up where he left off, which brought me to, like, Anytime I've gotten a chance to talk to Terrence, I'm asking about his diet. I'm asking about his regimen. I'm asking about, like, because I'm trying to rationalize it myself as someone that, like, watch, as watches watches football as much as we do and has to watch it in depth. Like, an ACL injury is typically, it takes time. And we even saw Michael Gallup. It takes time. But this guy has come out. He's getting to the second level. He's lead blocking. Like, you worried about maybe, when you see a guy with a brace on, I think I tweeted this, it's like, you mm-hmm. normally see a guy with a brace on, and you think that's going to change how mo- how mobile they're going to be, or just how fast they can get off the ball and, and angles and stuff. But I asked him, I was like, has the brace helped you? And he was like, obviously, it gives you a little bit more peace of mind. But he's talked about it doesn't it's not something that changes. It just gives him a little bit more. But he was telling me that it not being on the leg he kicks with gives him almost like extra stability on his his lead leg. You know, and he was like, I, I think he feels stronger on his get off, you know, getting off the line because he has that brace. And so just to even see that he's looked at the positives in it and figured out a way to that. Well, I thought it was just interesting. I've never heard a player say that because he told mm-hmm. me like. Um, Tyron wears one on the other leg mm-hmm. and but Tyron doesn't feel that way and it's because it's on the leg he kicks with right. and so I was like that's just interesting that he can turn something like that into a positive and then also use it to his advantage mm-hmm. I'm just so I'm, I'm so impressed with him and his progression and I think he like you said the glue he is a foundation of this offensive line I'm sorry I know that was a lot but I just I'm Don't I apologize for great content I just to see him <laughs> I just I don't I've never seen anything like this. I was like, 
did you contact the Wakandans? <laughs> did y'all have some conversations? <laughs> I'm, I'm, so, I, I'm. The funny thing is, she crazy. tells him that. Like I say that to yeah, him. Yeah, he, yeah. he laughs. You know. <laughs> so, so what we need to do is, is ask Terrence to bring in. To, I mean, maybe it's in his locker in the little cabinet in yeah. the locker. He probably has it at home. But um, Terrence was one of two players to receive the Golden Whistle Award. That's right. In the off season, and so this year, and talking with Harold, who's the strength and conditioning coordinator. Uh, this year, Harold thought it would be fun, in addition to the gold whistle, which has the names on it. J. Ron Kirst, by the way, was the other player to win the Golden Whistle Award this year, that uh, they included a little trophy as well. So let's let's ask Terrence if uh, if he has it at home to bring his golden whistle and golden yep. and, and his uh, trophy. But I do want to mention one thing about the braces, uh, knee braces, and mm-hmm. it's interesting to see the approaches that the different coaches have brought over the year. So for example, Bill Parcells, when he was here, he it was mandated that the uh, offensive linemen and defensive linemen wore knee braces on both knees. Hmm. And it was thought that it would help avoid injury. So not just the extra stability, you know, like mm-hmm. uh, Tyron and Terrence say, or Terrence says that it, it helps, uh, helps him with it pushing off on that leg. But uh, they didn't have a choice wow. <laughs> back then when it was <laughs> yeah. when it was uh, Bill Parcells was the head coach. But of course, most of the players don't wear them unless they've had some kind of injury situation. But uh, I remember those years where they had to wear them. Very good nuggets here, ladies. Um, the text line is open for questions, and with the Dallas Cowboys coming off of two consecutive seasons of twelve and five. You know, this, it's about that time we start talking about potential records and, and expectations for the season. It is that time uh, officially. But we had a question come in from the text line that I thought would be a little interesting uh, bit of conversation because we know bit of a drought uh, in Dallas that uh, these, these guys, more than anybody, they're ready to break it. They're ready to break that drought. Uh, the question is, is this an NFC championship or bust season for Mike McCarthy and Dak Prescott? Overall expectations for the team. I wish this person would have said their name because they said love the show, ladies, and we appreciate that. So thank you, uh, whoever sent that in. But expectations based on what you're hearing. We'll get into locker room talks and, and some of the conversations we've had with the guys this week in our next segment when we're taking some calls. But expectations for this team going into official regular season mode next week. Aisha, I'll go to you and then we'll defer to Christy. Mm, expectations. I I will say from the time that we had the opportunity to come into the locker room and just start feeling the players or seeing feeling their presence last like I want to say OTAs, mini camp, that stuff. Since I started I don't know. There's just an energy you can feel about this team right now. And it's hard to describe. It's hard to put into words. But Micah talked about it. It's, they've, they've almost gotten there. They've gotten a taste. And they're just going to keep trying. They're just going to keep. I think they're going to keep making strides towards it. I expect this team to have a deep playoff run this year. And I'm not worried about injuries in the same way unless it's just something catastrophic. Because I feel like Mike McCarthy for the last two years has handled injuries going into the playoffs extremely yes. well. Yes. Yep. And so to me, that is one of the only things that could derail things. But then I'm saying to myself, this head coach got through not having their quarterback for five weeks. Not having, I mean, it was, I mean, you lost Donovan Wilson at certain points. It has been a, it's just been, a, it's been an uphill situation, but I think they're making, they've made so much progress. There should be some, 
there should be some good things that come out of this year yeah, to me. It's like the old Houston Oilers and Bum Phillips, you know, been knocking on the door and this year you're going <laughs> to kick it down. Yes, you know? ma'am. That's an old, that old reference. But <laughs> yeah, certainly media and fans, <laughs> no question that two consecutive 12-win seasons is not enough. It's it's getting to the NFC Championship game and hopefully beyond. But Aisha, I think you make a great point about the energy and the expectations within the room. And that's what's really important. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I agree. Uh, you, you look at the, what they've added on both sides of the ball with uh, Gilmore and Cooks. And you, uh, I think that overall the wide receiver core is, is better than last year. And um, yeah, it, don't really see any excuses un, unless there were some kind of injury situation. But you're right. The way that they handle the injuries entering the playoffs the past two years, they were – uh, I would say poised among the best in the NFL in yes. terms of injury situations entering the playoffs. So, Jess, what are you thinking? Are you yeah, NFC you championship game <laughs> and or beyond? Look, or I would I would love nothing more than to tell my parents how how weird the first year I get to cover the Cowboys and this is what happens. Last time they went to uh, the Super Bowl and won, I was born. So. I don't know, guys. I would love nothing more than to rub that in my parents' faces, uh, <laughs> especially my dad. He he would love that. But, no, I, I think what I really appreciate about this team is, you know, there's there's a lot of emphasis on the physical strength and, and what you're able to do on the field. But what I really appreciate and I wish more people got to see is how much Mike McCarthy really cares about these guys, how much the entire coaching staff really goes out of their way for these guys and they take care of them mentally as well. So not only are they mentally or they're physically fit to be on the field, they're mentally fit and they're in good places. They're in solid mindsets going into the season and it doesn't feel like there's any panic or worry even for the younger guys that are in the room. They have these core these cornerstone men that are there with them that have been where they are. They have, you know, guys like Michael Gallup that understand what it's like to come back from an injury that can mentor them. They have guys like uh, Brandon Cooks who who gives them advice on their body. They have, you know, the young tight end room that's now ready to to amplify. And then on the defensive side, you have a Micah Parsons and, and, and a tank. You just have so many different layers of this team covered really all around whether it comes to good advice and how to take care of yourself mentally physically they all just seem really prepared and ready I I don't feel any kind of weird sense of hesitation with this team so look I just I really am excited for what this team is capable of doing um and and I think they do have a tough schedule, so you got you you have to factor that in a little bit uh, and be realistic with things. However, this team has faced adversity before, and any any adversity that's faced throughout the season, I think that they're they have the strong enough glues within them, right, to make sure they overcome that. Uh, real quick, we do want to give some injury updates before we head to our next segment, where we are taking calls. So make sure to get your phones ready to start dialing those numbers. Um, so you can chat with us about all things Dallas Cowboys football. Sam Williams, he did not practice this week, um, and he exited practice on Wednesday with turf toe. As per reports, it's not considered significant. Uh, we were talking about turf toe before we started recording. Um, Christy, what have you seen in, in terms of turf toe and, and what it can really do 
could it be lingering? Oh, I mean, oh, for sure. Talk about it. A Not bit. just through the season, but Turf Toe and Chris Beam, our producer. Yeah. Uh, we were talking about it um, before signing on. And, yeah, Chris, and D- chime D- in D- with this Deion, one. Deion Sanders played for years with turf toe and basically what it is it's when you're bending it the wrong way there there are ligaments and tendons and soft tissue in your toe there's also a a joint in your toe it's the um, mtp joint and so sometimes it can uh, uh, involve that uh, joint but it's very painful and chris you i know you remember very clearly um and of all of the positions not that any position is good to have turf toe, but to be a cornerback hmm. and rely on your speed and things oh like that. Gosh. So, yeah, it um, the, there are different grades. They sometimes say grade one, grade two, grade three. And the good news is it sounds like Sam's is the lesser of it. Hmm. But the problem is these soft tissue injuries. You know, neck. yeah, yeah. The, the what do you, what do you do for turf toe? Well, yeah, you, you stay off it. But guess what? You're a professional football right. player, and that's not really an option. So, right, going to be tough. Absolutely. And Donovan Wilson, another guy that we we saw at practice, not participating. He was on the side uh, there as well. So, any updates that we have on Dono? Anything? Kind of just don't know yet. Well, that's the thing TBD. with the ca- calf injury. That's the yeah. deal. We're talking about soft uh, tissue injury, and that was actually the first day of practice. So that was uh, back the final week of July, and so he is such an important catalytic player for this defense. You know, even if it's even if he's not credited with the uh, force fumble or the fumble recovery or the interception, usually he's involved somehow, you know, and, and uh, such a great player. And in, in my opinion, one of the most underappreciated and underrated players yep. on the entire Dallas Cowboys squad. So, uh, but again, uh, just something, the soft tissue injury, something they're just going to have to, unfortunately... Deal, deal with yeah. really all absolutely. season absolutely well let's go ahead and take our first break when we come back we're getting questions about who we think is going to flip the switch and have a breakout year so something for you guys to think about in the meantime get your phones ready we are taking calls in the next segment you can call us at 888-855-2297 start dialing those numbers we'll be right back this is girls talk boys talk presented by jigsaw the preferred dating partner of the dallas cowboys We know that juicy, cheesy, grilled-to-perfection burger sounds amazing, but it does sound like something is missing. Pepsi, baby! The yin to this burger's yang. Burgers and Pepsi go together like, well, like burgers and Pepsi. This perfect blending of flavors makes every bite of lettuce, every sesame seed on the bun, and every sip of that crisp, refreshing, ice-cold cola. A journey to Foodopia. Burgers, better with Pepsi. That's what I like. At Jigsaw Dating, we obviously want the Cowboys to bring that sixth ring home. But to be honest, we're more focused on finding the person who will put a ring on your finger. That's why we created a dating app that reveals your face through meaningful conversation. So you can date deeper. Because it's personality that matters the most, not looks. Join Jigsaw Dating today. Dating partner of the Dallas Cowboys. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. 
to Girls Talk, Boys Talk, presented by Jigsaw, the preferred dating partner of the Dallas Cowboys. We are taking calls in this segment. We're answering all your questions, and we're talking about some locker room conversations we've had. But first, a fan-favorite event, Market at the Star, presented by Flea Style, will take place on Saturday, September 9th, from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. out on the Tostitos Championship Plaza. Come shop from 50-plus local markets or makers offering art, fashion, decor, and more at this free outdoor market. Visit thestardistrict.com for more information. Sounds like a lot of fun. And you know what else sounds fun? Is if you give us a call. You can call us at 888-855-2297. Let's talk some football. Start dialing those numbers, and we're taking calls throughout this entire second segment here. Uh, You can also text us as well. If you're a little too shy for that, you can text us at 817-290-3298. Okay, so before we left off, we got a question uh, that I had you guys kind of stewing on. We're talking about it over the break about... A breakout season, flipping the switch. Keith from Kentucky wants to know, who do you think is going to be the biggest surprise this year, whether it be Deuce Vaughn, Hunter Lipke, Kevontae Turpin, Jake Ferguson, or Damone Clark, who's having that breakout year? Aisha, you were the first one that you were like, I have an idea. All right, here's your spotlight. Yeah, he's who not has on my your breakout list. year? He's not on that list, but, man, Tyler Smith at guard sounds real good to me. Like, I, I think that... Tyler is going to have the opportunity to to really display his power and just how strong his anchor is. Obviously, he does it at left tackle, but left tackle involves a lot more footwork. And I I feel like him being able to get in a phone booth and really just get into guys, I I feel like he's going to have a fantastic year at left guard um, if there is no uh, moving parts. So he is one of my breakout players, and, yeah, I think it's going to be on full display in this division. Mm -hmm. You need your interior to be strong. I think your interior just got a lot better. Yeah. Well, he w- I thought he was outstanding last year. So, mm, yeah. but breakout in terms of receiving the recognition yeah, nationally, yes. yeah, for sure. Because because it's hard for linemen to you know get the spotlight, especially yeah, when you have so many uh, superstar skill players uh, uh, on the Cowboys. But for Keith's. As for the list provided by Keith, I would say <laughs> Damone Clark oh, uh, because, oh, oh, my gosh, what a camp. And he was so important to this oh, defense so towards the end of last year. Yeah. But he is going to be taking names this yeah. year. Yes. I, if he stays healthy, you know, he was coming off the neck. And it, it was really something that he was even to per- able to participate last year yeah. in his rookie year coming off the next surgery and everything. Um, but I will say one player that is not on the list, but in terms of flipping the switch and he will be our guest on the cowboy hour, Monday night, uh, six o'clock central Brad Sham and I have is the first person, Jalen Tolbert. Come on. Oh, so, 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 uh, yeah, he just had such an outstanding camp, such an outstanding off season. We talked about him a lot earlier in the week, but, uh, now, I'm not predicting that he's going to have 50 or 60 pass receptions this year sure. because when you have Brandon Cooks and C.D. Lamb and Jake Ferguson, I think is going to have a great year at tight end. Tony Pollard and Deuce Vaughn are going to be catching footballs out of the backfield. But but Tolbert, I think, is really going to con- – I don't want to miss on Michael Gallup, of course, Michael Gallup. But I think Jalen Tolbert is really going to have a chance to contribute this year. And compared to the disappointing season that he had last year as a rookie, I think he's the guy that flips the switch. Oh, I love that. All right. Well. Hey, who do you have? I have Jake Ferguson. Oh, you know how much that tight end room just <laughs> sings to my soul when it comes to 
what they are capable of doing. Um, I've I've gotten to talk to Jake this week. He's somebody that I, I went to go catch up with pretty much every time. Every time I see him in the locker room, I go talk to Jake. Um, he has such a brilliant football mind, and he has a way of talking about it that's so casual. Yeah. Like, he t- casually talks about <laughs> how smart he is yeah. with football. Yeah. And I'm like, Jake, what? Like, what are you talking about? What I love about <laughs> what I love about this room is you talk about a room that just brings the energy, brings the fun, mm-hmm. and Jake is so ready to take on that fearless leader role for that room. And he's been, he has been. I think the glimmers that you saw of him in preseason, that's nothing compared to what he's ready to do. Oh, fan- the, the, yes. totally agree. The yak abilities that this man has, he will plow through anybody or hurdle or hurdle <laughs> i mean it doesn't matter jake ferguson when when he wants those yards he's getting those yards and that is that yeah. um i'm really excited to see what jake can do and i'm excited for that entire room as a whole peyton seems ready um y- you know schoon from what i've talked to him i haven't seen him this week but from when i've talked to him yeah. he's just so ready to go he's so eager and they all just mesh so well together and of course they credit lunda wells so much for their growth and development and uh you talk about coaches prioritizing guys Guys, Lunda absolutely cherishes his job in the terms of he's going to take care of his guys. Yeah. They have they have his back. He has their backs. Um, Jake Ferguson, I'm so excited for what Fergie's going to do this year. Um, it, these guys in in the locker room, we we have all these talks about um, you know football life, all the things. And one thing I will say is they're just so ready to take on that oh, yeah. four horsemen identity. Yeah. I'm glad um, you mentioned again. Hendershot too, because yeah. talking mm-hmm. with Linda, you know, I was, I'm interested to see how they're going to utilize Hendershot this year, because it may be different with what McCarthy is doing, Schottenheimer are doing with the offense. But talking with Linda last year, he thought that Hendershot, you know, more the way that Blake Jarwin was to be yeah. used. So I'm wondering if they can do that. And as for Schoonmaker, don't 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 measure his uh what he brings to the offense by the number of catches it's going to be the run game he is going to be so big and blocking uh in the run game so um but you're right yeah i I know know. about the offensive line this is the first time we're going to get to see this offensive line all together right and i'm that's you just because Schoon is really going to be an extension of them. I don't think right. people understands, understand how natural of a blocker he is. His vision is so good, but he's strong. He has a big body. You know, we I know we both all have been impressed with just how, how much size he has, but y'all just get me excited over here. I mean, it's full. I mean, it's... It's yeah, it's I, I used wishes we <laughs> kicked off this Sunday. But now we got to wait nine days. Nine <laughs> days. Oh, my goodness. Um, yeah, I'm very excited. Um, I think it's going to be something that is absolutely special to watch this team come together because you have September football, which is everyone's kind of getting their feet on the ground, getting used to things. And then you have December football, and mm. that comes that comes quicker than we think. And that December football, if, at this pace that this team has been going at, is going to be uh, something special. Don't forget, you guys can call us with any questions you might have at 888-855-2297. We're still taking questions from the text line as well. If you want to text questions in, ladies, we've gotten the chance, and, and we're so fortunate and, and lucky to do what we do every day. Absolutely. And part of that is we get to go in the locker room, we get to talk to these guys. 
Um, a couple of guys we got to hear from this week and I was really excited to hear from was the Dallas Cowboys' newest addition to the cornerback room, Noah Igbenogany. And I have practiced that so much Come to on. say that, that just say it so again. Igbenogany. Noah Igbenogany. We got to hear from Noah. And it's just the way he talks, he fits right into this defense. When I don't know about you, Christy, when we're standing there talking and, and listening to him. He has the same mentality as the rest of the defense does. And that's not to say Calvin Joseph didn't, right? I'm not comparing anything. He just seems so excited to be here. And what I loved about uh, what he was saying was, I didn't even know two days ago I would be here. And I was praying for some kind of change in my life. I was praying for something, uh, an opportunity. And I didn't know I was praying for this and to be here two days later. So I really, really love Noah's mindset. Christy, we were talking... um, in the locker room after he had spoken and or I think it was right before and you told me I just learned a little fun fact and when Christy comes comes at, at you with the little fun facts you know it's going to be good you, you just know she's going to come with something just so great and so what did you learn about his family ties with Trek? Well, Noah's from Alabama, but his parents are uh, from Nigeria. And they both competed in the Olympics for the Nigerian track team. So his dad was in the uh, Olympics. He was a triple jumper, and he was in the 1996 Olympics in Atlanta representing Nigeria. His father's name is Festus. And uh, Noah's mother's name is Faith, and she was a sprinter, the 4 by 100 relay team for Nigeria. I mean, how awesome is that? And so she actually competed in the Barcelona Olympics. That's 1992. Uh, And then so medaled there and then won a gold medal in the Commonwealth Games. And and uh, so uh, Noah actually was a track star, but then decided later on, you know, to focus on uh, football. And so uh, he actually went to Auburn. And his freshman year, he was a wide receiver. And after his freshman year is when he converted to a cornerback and ended up being the first-round draft pick for the Dolphins in 2020. So this is his fourth NFL season. And, uh, of course, when he entered Miami, he he only started five games and played in 32 in his career. So not living up to the expectations of a first-round draft pick for the Dolphins. But you got to remember they had, ex- um, what, Xavier, oh, Byron Jones, the former Dallas Cowboy, uh, was a starter there. So it's kind of like Trey Lance in terms of a first-round pick who didn't meet expectations for the team uh, by whom he's draft by which he's drafted, but now has a fresh start with the Cowboys. And now Noah, he's playing. You know, Stephon Gilmore and Trayvon Diggs are your starters. Bland's going to be um, starting in the nickel. Uh, Jordan Lewis will be backing up in the nickel at loose for now. So the thing is, Noah plays outside, not inside. So I don't know how much playing time he's going to get. But you're right, Jess. He was just happy to uh, have a fresh start. Absolutely. Aisha, what have you seen from Noah? And is there anything, you know, I, I don't know how much tape you've watched, but is there anything, just initial reactions that have stood out to you from what you have seen of him? Yeah, she already mentioned it. Just the speed. The speed is just... It's off the charts. It's very hard not to notice that he's stride for stride with guys very often. Um, I like some of the things I saw from him in press. I think what you what you talked about is that he's he's coming in, he's getting a fresh start, similar to Trey Lance. And I, I think for a guy like him that's stride for stride and maybe he what you're looking for with him is for him to make plays on the ball. 
you know, and, and be looking for the ball more. He's always there. So, so he's not always, didn't always have his head around yeah. or find the ball. Yeah. Kind of thing. But it's, it's also too, like, it makes you sometimes when I, I learned this in the draft, when I was watching cornerbacks, it made me appreciate how good Trayvon Diggs is because it's not, it's a lot more difficult than what people think for guys to maintain speed, flip their hips, and also have the wherewithal, like the concentration to, to find the ball in the air or to look for the ball or make a play on the ball. And we're so used to seeing it here because that's what our secondary is being coached. Right. They are well coached. Good point. Good point. Yeah. And so they also coach turnovers. It is something that they emphasize. It's not a mistake. It's not a fluke that they've let the NFL in turnovers. So for a guy like him that has the speed, has the natural instincts, this is this is an opportunity for him to get coaching from some of some of the best. Clearly, yeah, yeah at Harris. teaching yeah. that, at teaching good. that. So yeah. I'm really looking at him to come in. Also, too, I, I would be remiss to not. Uh, talk about his special teams play. Oh, yeah. He's very oh, yeah. active yeah. on special yeah. teams. Um, he's played a lot of snaps there. So you're also getting another guy get, that can come in to fill that void with Nashawn Wright. Because Kelvin Joseph was so key And Nashawn Wright is gone as well. Yeah. So yeah. Well, he's on IR as well. Right. So. And yeah, something, something, too, that... Mm -hmm. So, uh, speaking of ears perking up, Christy, when we were in the scrum with him, you asked him, you know, you had kick and punt returner abilities in college. You were really good at it, and he was really good at it at Auburn. From 2017 to 2019, he had 44 kick returns for 1,119 yards, two kick return touchdowns. And then in 2019, his highest kick return average was 35.2 yards. <laughs> yeah, but then, what, but then what did he say when I asked him about you it? You asked him that, and he said, you have a great guy in Kevontae Turpin. <laughs> uh, instantly. And it was, you know, yeah. it's one of those yeah. things that as a reporter you ask because yeah, it's, sure. it's a great ability to ask about. But what I like about it is now you have that depth at that position, at the kick returner and punt returner position that maybe you were lacking because you know I've been high on uh, since um, since Noah left. Since Noah left uh, to the Texans, you don't have that backup guy to Kevontae Turpin. Then Deuce Vaughn comes in. Uh, you do have Malik Davis on the practice squad. So you have options. And then now you have another option. You have depth there if, if you want to. Get, get pretty with it or if you need to have depth. Um, something that he did mention, which I really liked, is I, I wanted to ask him about Dan Quinn because obviously you know what Dan Quinn's been doing for this defense no matter what team you're on. Um, and he said he felt like Dan Quinn will let up his game more. Um, and he explained that he played a lot of press corner uh, in man coverage in college and that he said, that's what I feel comfortable doing. Not that I wasn't doing that before in Miami, but that's what Dan Quinn does. And that's how this defense runs. So I feel like I can really come up when my number is called and do my best here. Uh, he also thinks that the aggress aggressive aggression uh, on the play style is something that he is able to mold well into. Yeah. So I'm really I, excited I, for him. I love that because that kind of style, it's like you were talking about Trayvon Diggs making the plays on the ball. Well, here's the thing. Noah has the same background as Trayvon. Remember, Trayvon is a converted Former. wide yeah, receiver yeah. to, to DB, and mm -hmm. that's uh, Noah has a similar uh, career track. Well, there you go. We're going to get into more locker room talks, and we're also talking about jersey numbers. We'll keep those phone lines open for the third segment. If anybody's wanting to call in and ask, them, ask some questions, you can call us at 888-855-2297, or if you're a little shy, you can send us a text at 817-290-3298 for all of your Cowboys questions. We're talking jersey numbers, changes, and... Uh, is anyone an Agent Zero this season? We'll find out. This is Girls Talk, Boys Talk, presented by Jake South, the preferred dating partner of the Dallas Cowboys. 
At Jigsaw Dating, we obviously want the Cowboys to bring that sixth ring home. But to be honest, we're more focused on finding the person who will put a ring on your finger. That's why we created a dating app that reveals your face through meaningful conversation so you can date deeper. Because it's personality that matters the most, not looks. Join Jigsaw Dating today, dating partner of the Dallas Cowboys. You know that sound anywhere. It's the crisp crunch of that first nacho chip. With its perfect cheese to sour cream ratio sitting atop a layer of delicious beans, it's a sip away from perfection. That's what we're looking for. Add a delicious, refreshing Pepsi and we've achieved absolute nacho nirvana. Because while you can pile those nachos high with every spicy, cheesy, savory topping, there's no topping a cool Pepsi finish. Nachos, better with Pepsi. That's what I like. Welcome back to Girls Talk, Boys Talk, presented by Jigsaw, the preferred dating partner of the Dallas Cowboys. Our last and final segment uh, for the morning show until we go back to our regularly scheduled programming next week. Um, But until then, enjoy premier dining, uh, shopping, and experiences from over 30 restaurants, shops, and more at the Star District. Make sure to stop into the district's newest additions, Cards in a Box, uh, sports cards and collectibles, King Ranch Saddle Shop, and even more. Visit thestardistrict.com for the full directory. Um, there's a lot of great restaurants at the Star District. If you have not checked them out already, go check them out. Okay, um, ladies, we still have some questions rolling in here, um, and we'll get to them in a second, but something I did want to make sure to mention, um, one, we didn't get into jersey number changes just yet, so I wanted to make sure to mention that. And then we have some questions to answer. So let's start with the jersey number changes. All right, let's let's take a little time machine back to right before OTAs. Uh, and and uh, the rules were changed in the NFL that the number zero could be worn by defensive players. And at that point, uh, Micah Parsons had tweeted, that looks so cool, that looks great. And anytime Micah tweets something, one thing about it, it's going to go viral. Uh, and it did. So then J. Ron Curse tweets back, too late. And that started the whole conversation of jersey number changes, to which everybody kind of assumed, you know, at that point, J. Ron Curse would change his number from 27 to 0. OTAs come around, he's still in 27. He said, logistically, it just didn't work out. However, we get our little roster sheets yesterday from Dallas Cowboys PRs were out in practice. And right at the very top of that paper says J. Ron Curse jersey number 1. And my eyes went, What? And, and it was funny because at the time, Brandon and Aubrey still wearing the jersey. They haven't officially switched them yet. They they still have to get them uh, to the guys. But Brandon and Aubrey was wearing one at practice. I was like, that's not J. Ron Curse over there kicking those field goals. Um, but let's talk about it. So he didn't change to Agent Zero. Um, despite the conversation, he's going from 27 to number one. Brandon Aubrey, who was previously wearing that one is going to 17 Marquise Bell 41 to 14 Hunter Lipke 43 to 40 Noah Igbenogany he wore nine at Miami he's now going to wear 19 with the Cowboys um Sean Harlow he wore 65 with the Giants he has a history of 64 with the Falcons and Cardinals he'll wear 65 for the Dallas Cowboys and then let's see my notes are spazzing out a little bit okay Willington how do you say his last name Christy 
Pre- oh my gosh, Prevlon? Prevlon, uh, I believe. Prevlon. Yeah, okay. it sounds like the Duke of Essex yeah, or something, like... doesn't it? <laughs> Isn't that a character from Downton Abbey or something? Is it? Yeah, Willington Prevlon. It sounds great. It. Very Prevlon. fancy name. Well, he wore 93 with the Bucks. He's going to be 94 at the Cowboys. So just some jersey changes, uh, jersey number changes to be weary of throughout the rest of the season if you see guys and you're like who is that but but i was surprised you know um jay ron was asked well what happened with zero since you said you were going to do it and you changed to one and uh he said jerry jones asked that nobody take zero for a couple of seasons so that's what jay ron said so there that's your explanation of why he didn't uh, do it. neither jay ron nor micah or, or nor any cowboy uh, zero. has zero so yeah but i i like it i, I think that I, I think it's gonna look it's gonna look great but um yeah. and the other thing kelvin joseph leaving too because yeah. remember we had two number ones with kelvin joseph and brandon aubrey so well ladies i love this jersey number talk however we have a call from danny in camp pendleton danny how are you thanks so much for calling in Hello. hey i'm doing good uh real quick question follow up to breakout season okay uh, pro Bowl predictions over under, oh, and who do you think will start but won't attend? Because we're going to go to the Super Bowl and win it in Vegas. Um, love, love your show, and keep up the good work, ladies. Danny, thank you so much. I love that. That's so positive. Thank you. Very sweet. All right, you heard the man. Pro Bowl pr- predictions. Who's having a Pro Bowl worthy season? Let's well, start there. If Danny's right and no one's playing in it because the Cowboys are in the Super Bowl, it means they're having an awesome regular season going into December with the final vote. So the, I would say we'd probably have what at least uh, nine or ten Pro Bowl players. There. How many was Eight? it this past year? Uh, let's see. Zach, That's what I'm looking then, up. Yeah, right hang now. on. I got it here. Uh, so. Zach Martin, Ceedee Lamb, Tony mm-hmm. Pollard, Demarcus Lawrence, Trayvon Diggs, Micah Parsons, and Cavante Turpin. But so then, but then. And they added a, a Tyler Biotis yeah. ended up being an injury replacement, so yeah. you end up you end up with more. So it's going to be great if the Cowboys uh, the Super Bowl and they can't play in the Pro Bowl because then you know players union will love that because there'll be a bunch <laughs> more guys uh, getting money to play in the Pro Bowl and replace Dallas Cowboys. Look, these guys keep talking about hey, we're going to be in Vegas, so just get ready for us uh, during that 2023 season uh, kickoff event. Micah Parsons said, we're going to be in Vegas. So uh, that's it's pretty funny there. Uh, I had an event um, with uh, Dak Prescott uh, on oh, Wednesday right. evening, and it was uh, for Sleep Number. And they were um, recognizing a terrific uh, community volunteer named Dr. Rodriguez. And uh, she does a lot with cancer screenings in Tarrant County and the like. And so one of the things that she was awarded uh, a couple of sleep number beds, which is awesome. But um, then Dak handed her two tickets to the Super Bowl, said, of course, it's in Las Vegas. And uh, I plan to be playing there. So uh, <laughs> you see you again in Las Vegas. So it was really it was really very cute and very sweet. Oh, I love that. Um, Okay, let's continue on. We had another question that I know we wanted to address. Let's see. Where is it? Okay, I cannot find it now. Oh, here it is. Okay, we have from Gerald. He said, great show, ladies. Um, Know that the, the Dallas Cowboys are short at linebacker. Do you think they will plan to add any depth to that position? And I know we wanted to address this before. I So two things real quick. Um... I one thing I did see at practice the other day. Granted, like we're not sitting. I think that was the longest time that I think it was the first day is the longest time I think we we've gotten to to watch. Um, Marquise Bell, like this, 
the thing that they're doing with like a linebacker and a safety is a real thing, y'all. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's a real thing that Dan Quinn does schematically and it works. Um, but also, I, I I personally wouldn't mind bringing in a, another. Well, I wouldn't mind if they brought in another veteran. However. If they don't, I think that really speaks to what they think about Devin Harper and how well he's played and just what what comfort level they have in him getting these reps. So um, that's just where I'm at with it. But I do think if they don't, it really says a lot about what they think about Devin Harper and their safety room that's super deep at this point. Yeah, that's the thing because Marquise Bell is not listed under linebacker. Micah Parsons is not listed under <laughs> linebacker. You only have four people listed at linebacker, but, you know, like Aisha says, Bell is really going to be uh, used that way. Yep. And uh, the one thing I would mention is Malik Jefferson was re-signed to the practice mm-hmm. squad. The Cowboys did lose Jabril Cox. We had talked earlier in the yeah. week about guys that, you know, w- they're going to be released, but they're going to be brought back. We talked about Sean McCune at tight end. Things like that happened, so Sean McCune is back. But um, Jabril Cox is actually a, a Washington commander right now. So right now there's only yeah. one line or Jefferson on the practice squad. But I want to mention one thing about bringing in depth. And this isn't exclusive to the Cowboys. This is across the league. The way it works in terms of paying players, if you are a vested veteran, meaning four years plus, if you are on a roster for the opening game, your base salary is guaranteed for the entire season. That's if you're on the roster 53 man for the first game. And the reason why you see a lot of these veterans get signed after that first game going into the second week is teams don't have to guarantee their base salary for the entire year. So I just, so I just want you to know that there's going to be movement and I'm not predicting it with the Cowboys, but you're going to see a flood of transactions that take place after game one, these free agents that are sitting out there that haven't been signed to a practice squad or to a 53-man, they're going to get signed to 53-man after the first week because then the teams don't have to guarantee their uh, salary for the entire season. Great point, Christy. Oh, man, we love Christy so, so much. Real quick before we go, we are pressed for time. However, I couldn't help but ask you, before we head into week one, of the Dallas Cowboys regular season as they take on the New York Giants for Sunday night football. Oh, that feels so good to say. Who are you most excited to see take the field? And and uh, aside from the guys we talked about, doesn't have to be a young guy, doesn't no no bounds here. I'm leaving this up to you. Who are you excited just first player that's coming to mind, Aisha? Also dig as well. Oh, yeah. How did I know you were going to say Osa? Yeah, I had I, a feeling. Listen, man, I <laughs> This is what, what year is this for him? Three? Yeah. Three or four. Is it four? Let's see. I'm, I'm distracted. Taylor check, Swift's yeah. on the TV but over here. I'm sorry. It's, it's, it's about that time for Osa. And you've just it's seen. It's three, yeah. Three. It's three. This is when it normally, yeah. for a lot of DTs, man, isn't it? He's, he's got he's also too gonna get so many so many more uh one-on-one opportunities what's up yes but yeah, yeah he's that's my that's my guy and i was I gonna tell you too because you've mentioned kind of the scheme and how how difficult it is for guys to pick up i don't know from what i've seen from osa in the locker room it looks like his shoulders are down oh he, he's he's more confident he's walking yes. in the confidence mm-hmm. now yeah. you can see that a lot so. more a lot stronger and just yeah. 
his his control, his body control looks like it's oh, yeah. next level right now. So Osio Tikizua. All right, Love Christy, that. who's your guy? Uh, Brandon Cook's on offense. I mean, we haven't <laughs> seen him in a game. He's so fast but so smooth. Gosh, his routes are awesome. And on defense, I mean, Michael Parsons, I'm sorry that it's so obvious, but he blew up every <laughs> single play of training camp. Yes. It's almost and unfair. he is just going to be – Oh my gosh, he stays healthy this year. It's it's going to be off the chain. It really is. I am going with Michael Gallup. I'm so excited for MG. Um, I finally got to talk to him yesterday, and I wanted to mention this before we ended the show. He told me, he said, I just can't stop smiling. And people keep asking me why I'm smiling. And it's because it's almost go time. And I can come in here and I can just do what I love and play football. And that's a reoccurring theme that you've heard from a lot of guys is (laughs) they're not worried about anything other than playing now. And Michael, you know, MG, he, he admittedly struggled with his confidence last season. And after that, after his return in week four against the commanders last year, he had, he had that touchdown. And then he Mm -hmm. said, it just wasn't clicking for him. And and he contributes that to Dak Prescott not being in, not being able to form that chemistry right away. Cooper Rush was in at that point. But he said this year all he wants to do is just come in the game, do what he loves best, uh, and he's a thousand leaps forward from where he was this yeah. time last year. He wasn't Love cleared it. to play this time last year. That's a great choice. Yeah. Um, and so he said my favorite quote, and then I'll end with this. He said, one of the biggest themes that he wants to do this year, he will define success by his leadership with the young guys. Huh. And he said that, you know, obviously I want to play full season, but for me this year, it's focusing on the younger guys and being there for them and being that leader. Isn't that great? He he yeah. is a selfless guy. That's that's really good. But you know yeah. what? None of us said Deuce Vaughn. There's a third of our audience right now obvious. going, Deuce, that we didn't say Deuce. It's I so thought many. that was obvious, though. The good thing is, <laughs> is that we got to think that we got to think of so many different yep. guys that's yeah. how it's a good problem to have absolutely yeah. all right ladies well we are pressed for time but like i said we'll be back next week starting at four o'clock on tuesday make sure to tune in that's our regular time throughout the season again and we are so excited to talk regular season football with you until then enjoy your weekend have a great day for justin Morris, christy scales and aisha morrison this has been girls talk boys talk presented by jigsaw the preferred dating partner of the dallas cowboys see you next week This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys?